Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. I'm Anna Roisman, and today, ooh, baby, I am unemployed with a capital U. Um, I did work a little this week, but, you know, today's a new day. And unfortunately, uh, today brought in zero dollars. So um, I'm just living up to, you know, my brand today, which actually felt good. I felt like I accomplished something, you know, by doing nothing. Uh, Ellen, how are you? Ellen is on the pod. Ellen, my producer from HQ, now turned producer of Unemployed. Because guess what? She ain't got a job either. That's right. I'm. <laughs> how yeah, are you? I'm excited about my new career in podcasting. I feel like this is going to be a, a whole new, you know, chapter in my life. You know, I'm very excited. It really is. I can't wait for you to hear how you sound on I this too. Sound awful. We can just this. cut this out. <laughs> no, we don't have to. Um, anyway, I did. I hosted HQ this week. Ellen, did you play? Did you tune in? Um, no, I'm. I'm I go. support. <laughs> I support you hosting <laughs> HQ, but I I just don't have the app on my phone anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you get laid off. But, you know, maybe I can convince you to at least see my outfit or something. I, You'll see I it on saw, Instagram. Yeah, I so. saw your, your outfit on Instagram. It was a very nice black thing, right? Is black or white? No, Ellen, I wore it white. Was, okay, so it was you know the what? opposite of black. Yes. I almost got it. And it was like yeah, off the shoulder. It's okay. It was nice. Yeah sure yeah thanks thank you you know what I appreciate you for I, I I commend you for actually taking a break from it you know you did it for a very long time so I was excited yeah. but you know also I never <laughs> was good at that game like I just always got out on like Q2 so there's no reason yeah. for me to even like what am I doing in there it's not gonna happen that's totally fine I'm glad to spend this time with you you know it's a very different kind of genre the podcast world it's really all we have these days (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited for our guest today oh my god she is one of the funniest people I know I've known her for years she's known my boyfriend for years even before I met her uh she's a very very funny stand-up comedian You've seen her on Comedy Central or Chris Gethard Presents, general hilarious goddess of New York City, Christy Chiello. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm so happy to be here. I really am. I'm a fan, and this has really made my quarantine. So thank you. This makes my quarantine. You know, you had me on your little, you were doing an Instagram live show. Yes, I was. And and you is that still happening is you know you what, Anna, gets gone. <laughs> i i think that you honestly after our episode it was so clear i peaked and i was like i can't do it anymore like i'm oh, done no. did I, I ruin it <laughs> no it's because i couldn't top it and i got to tell you i'm looking at you right now and i'm looking at those nails oh yeah bitch you knew i, got I was going to see them because I did an Insta Live where Anna and I just talked about fucking manicures. We talked about nail art. Picture us for an hour just discussing <laughs> nail art. <laughs> Honestly, Christy, maybe it was the topic that, you know, ended the show. Maybe they were like, wow, this girl, <laughs> does she know people are dying of coronavirus? 
I like, felt like people just kept waiting for like the topic to change and it just never changed for an hour. No, that was the whole point. You wanted to talk to specific friends about things that you love that they love. Exactly. And you picked me for nails because I am not a shallow person. I have, you know, a really deep soul. Um, it was it was amazing. I had a phenomenal time and we had a really great conversation. I learned so much about you. So we when did. You, when you asked me to do this, I was like, yeah. I yeah. mean, you you name the time, you name the place. I'm going to set up my Yeti microphone and we're going to do it. It looks beautiful. It, it sounds really thank good, too. Thank you. This is not as good of a mic, but it's a, it's a contraption that makes you think it's really good and professional. So that's what I was going for. Well, it looks and I thought by the looks of it, it's really legit. Like you're recording an EP. Yeah, I'm basically Howard Stern too. It's yes. wild. <laughs> All day long, I just <laughs> sit here and I talk to no one. <laughs> oh my God. So obviously this podcast is about jobs and jobs you've had, jobs you've lost, jobs you wish you could have. Um I don't know if you could tell by Ellen and my conversation, but we've we've been laid off before and you know, it's rough. It's rough when that happens. And I actually, I know you, but I don't know your job history. So like, I wanted to talk to you about where, what was like your first job you ever had? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because it is really kind of wild. My first job I ever had was in high school and I, I was, love I love people who work young. I worked young. My mom made us work young. Because I used to always want to go to the mall on Friday nights because I was popular. And I would ask for money, but she was like, you got to make your own money. So what I did was sophomore Did you year, have to be popular, though, to go to the mall? Was that like a – you were like <laughs> – Well, let me tell you. You had to be – if you wanted you sl- to like hang out, you were popular. Like we okay. hung out in the food court. I got and you. like we're cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, sophomore year. Sophomore year, Christmas time. Santa Claus comes to the mall. You know that kids are getting their picture taken with Santa. I was an elf. Oh my God. I love this. I was an elf. So cute. Thank you so much. (laughs) I really honestly loved it. And we also had to like take the pictures too. So I was basically like a photographer. Yeah. um, As well. Double resume builder. Elf slash professional photographer. Yes. And the guy that played Santa Claus was like my older sister's friend's dad. So I like <laughs> weirdly knew him my whole life. So we just like hang out and it was really a fun like seasonal gig. And it was, you know, Christmas at the mall. That was like the place to be. Yeah. So you were at the mall Friday nights and then you worked there during the day. <laughs> and then you somehow went to school at some point, right? You're like, I love the ball so much. I'm getting employed here. (laughs) It is funny to think about like what hours I possibly kept at this job when I was going to school and like doing the school play. I probably worked six hours a week, but I remember being like, I have a job. Like my, I didn't have a license. My mom would drop me off at work. Yeah. And then I worked in high school too. And I needed a ride there too. I worked in like middle school at this clothing store. Yeah. It was a clothing store in my area and it was like the only like cool clothing store in the area. And so like when I worked there, I knew everyone who came in because it was all, it was like the only store to buy like a dress for like a bat mitzvah. 
So like I literally would just be like, oh my God, Christy, come here. I have such cute, there's such cute dresses over here. And then as my friend, they'd be like, oh my God, I love it. I need it. And then they'd buy it. And I'd be like, they'd be like, you made a lot of commission. I was like, what? (laughs) I imagine you'd be great in retail because you're very fashionable. And you you can give like the personal tips. Like this color looks good on you. Believable because this color looks great on you. Are you in black? Honestly, it's a navy blue. But- oh, okay. <laughs> it really brings out your eyes. Thank you so much. <laughs> so yes, that was my first paying job where I got money from. And then I went on to like work at like a youth theater company, which surprises no one. No, it doesn't. But were you in the plays or were you like directing? Like what, what were you doing there? We had a junior company for kids and a senior company for adults, but they were like high schoolers. Um, So I would be in the older group's plays and I would direct the younger kids' plays. I was a director slash choreographer. Yeah. You're just building the res like as a young person. That's huge. Any good plays you directed or musicals? Rhode Island Youth Theater was where it was at, and we I directed The Sound of Music, Oliver, like Annie, Annie oh. Jr., Aladdin. We did a All lot of classics. Aladdin. <laughs> a yeah. lot of Aladdin? That's well before Aladdin was on Broadway. I, did you ever do plays where it was like a play, Junior? Yeah. At my camp, they did it. They did like, they're like short versions, right? Like Les Mis Junior. It's like 30 minutes of like just the love scenes and like nothing sad, right? And you're like, (laughs) yes, that's like what we did. And I took it so seriously. Like it was art, like, like incredible art. Um, Were you in, in high school or in college at the time? In high school, in high school, I would do, we, over the summers, and even sometimes after school, it was like a big part of my life. Wow. Yeah. Like if, <laughs> over the summers, like from Monday through Friday, like all summer long, I would work with like the kids in the daytime and then rehearse my shows at night. Oh my God. That's hardcore. That really is. I was hardcore. Did you know you wanted to be an actress like from day one? Was it like no question in your no house? No question. But I wanted to. I don't I don't know if you know this. I wanted to be on Broadway. I, I do know this. Like, I've seen your one woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I forgot. I not that I yeah. I did. I wanted to be on Broadway. I did too. Which is why we get along. Me. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. And that Wait. was that was always the goal, but then that, you know, then I realized I didn't really want that, but but yeah, that was what I always thought that I would be on Broadway. Like you were like, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to be a professional theater actress. And that's that's the plan for me. Yes. Did you go to school for musical theater? I didn't go to college. Well, I went to the University of Rhode Island for 20 minutes and then I dropped out. 20 minutes? So for Is literally 20 minutes. Was it a record? <laughs> yeah, it was actually a record. And it's so funny because I like dropped out, but then like forgot to like formally drop out. And my mom's <laughs> like, you have to go and like tell someone you're not going anymore. I so picture I- them just calling your name in roll call and they're like, Christy, have you, has anyone met this girl? <laughs> so yeah I dropped out and then I worked a lot of odd like waitressing jobs and then I moved to New York the year after and I went to AMDA oh I almost went to AMDA oh my god we would have been roommates I almost 
Yes. I didn't want to go to college and my parents have nothing to do with entertainment. And they were like, please just go to like a regular school. And then, then you could do theater and acting. Everyone could do it after college. And I was like, I guess. Where did you go to school? BU. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I love it for me now too. You know, it makes a lot of sense. It was a lot of Jewish people who wanted to be on Broadway. Um, but they didn't have a musical, they didn't have a musical theater department. I was a TV production major, which was like a joke. Like I literally, it was like, I took TV writing classes, no film classes, but. Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) That is so wild. But yeah, Yeah. you and me, musical theater girls at heart. So were you auditioning while you were at AMDA or were you like, no? Yeah. So here's, here's the gag is that I have a tendency to like drop out of everything I do. <laughs> so I dropped out of college after Just stay minutes. on this podcast for like, we only have like a, I don't know, 25 <laughs> more minutes. Like just stick around. <laughs> okay. I think I can All do right. that. Um, I dropped out of AMDA after a year. That's way more than 20 minutes. Congratulations. Thank you That's- so much. So I dropped out. Yeah, I could see why. I had like an attitude though. I really did because at school they were like, you're not allowed to audition. And I was like, well, that doesn't work for me. But I was like attitude-y. Like I just Did you not know that before you went? I think I knew that. (laughs) Or were you just like, I'll sneak it? I I found out very early on about their like no audition policy. Um, and then, and then when I was at AMDA, I took classes at UCB years before they even had like the training center. Mm-hmm. Cause this was, I was young. This was like in 2005. Yeah. Wow. I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're the same age. <laughs> I don't know. I was really young. So <laughs> I remember oh. I was such, I was so young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> then I dropped out. UCB for a while, dropped out of that. I've had a million like survival jobs to keep me functioning in in the city for sure. Yeah. What were you doing when you first moved to New York? Were you waitressing? My first job in New York was, I don't even know if y'all remember, there used to be a Quicksilver in Times Square. Uh, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's not still? Is it not still? (laughs) I think it's like now a Skechers store or something, but I used to be really into Roxy, like wearing Roxy. Like I don't surf or even like the beach, but I just wore a lot of like Roxy stuff. So I worked at Quicksilver. I I worked at, oh my God, a bar named Blondie's and I (laughs) left. I left like in the middle of my first real shift after training because I was so overwhelmed with the to-go orders that I just, so just- left. <laughs> and then I went home and I cried to my roommate but I, because I left my sweatshirt there and I had to go back and get my sweatshirt and then be oh like, I'm so sorry about that, but I'm also not coming back. <laughs> so you will like uh, break clean, walk out, and then you're like, fuck, I like that sweatshirt. <laughs> And then I went back to get, and it was like a black hoodie. I think it was like a Volcom, like some hoodie I bought at PacSun. And I had to go back and get it. I love how your whole brand was just like surfer stores. You're like in New York City, but you're only, you only shop and work at like (laughs) these brands that are like California cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was so California cool. And it was so ridiculous because I didn't, 
I like wasn't active and these brands like really they're for like active people and I just like loved the brand but I did nothing active so it was so so silly but yeah and I just I waited tables a lot and then I discovered nannying and that was kind of did you ever have you ever nannied I, I've babysat. I don't know if you could call it nanny because it was only, you know, like a, an evening at a time. Is that babysitting? What's the difference? I mean, nannying is like you're there a lot, right? Yes. And nannies get very offended when you call them babysitters. I bet. I just saw it in your face. You were like, I, okay. I, it was almost time's up and I yeah. almost walked. Yeah. I'm um, really sorry. <laughs> Do you ever say this in interviews? You know, when you go to an interview and they're like, do you have any weaknesses? Do you say like, I might leave any at any moment? (laughs) Can you imagine? That's such a terrible quality. That is such a terrible quality. Like you're like, if I'm here, I'll do the job. If I bounce, you're never going to fucking see me again. (laughs) On your own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So you found nannying. How many years into New York was this? This was, I guess, three. Okay. Three years into New York, and I did it for a very long time. My first family that I nannied for, um, I was with them for six years. Oh, my God. That's a long-ass time. Nanny. Did you live there? I did not live there, but they, of course, they had a house in the Hamptons, uh, they now have multiple homes, multiple places, but, and over the summer I would stay there a couple days a week. Okay. I would take the jitney out, watch the kids. And I feel like that's when I knew I was with this family when I met Jared. Oh, wow. I was nannying. For those who don't know Jared, who was on the last episode, you should definitely listen to that. My boyfriend and Christy were on a a comedy team together, a sketch team together, right? It was an improv or sketch. It was sketch. Okay. You had to think about it too. (laughs) I literally was like, I don't remember. Um, (laughs) But yeah, nannying was for a while. And how many kids were there? Like, was it easy? Was it hard? Were they obsessed with you? Like, They were obsessed with me. It was, there were two kids to start with and then they had a third. So So you had to take care of a baby. Yes. And that was my first ever time hand even holding like a newborn well now I gotta just say I've been following heavily you know all of your Instagram posts congratulations you're an aunt uh, and I I know you're very excited about that and so you must be great at holding babies now thank you so much I do I love 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 babies I wish that I could just have a baby and then when they turn three give them away. Wow. <laughs> Cuz I don't I don't love kids and I certainly don't love teenagers or adults, but I love babies. Oh my god, I'm the opposite. I'm like all I can be friends with a 6-year-old, but I'm afraid of them until like they're fully functioning. <laughs> Literally when I when I babysat, we'll go with that. It was definitely not nannying uh cuz I don't like kids enough to do that. <laughs> but they were two girls who were like 11 and nine and I went over their house and they were like can we iron your hair and like you know give you a massage and I was like yeah this is a great gig (laughs) sure (laughs) they were good at it too that's amazing I'm sure they loved you 
Yeah, because I was like their age. I was like, can we watch this on Netflix? And they're like, oh my God, yeah, we love that. And I was like, oh, cool. Can we, I was like, can we have ice cream? They're like, yeah, can we get you a spoon? Do you want whipped cream with that ice cream? Oh, they sound cool, but like normally I don't love when they're talking. Like I don't like, <laughs> like, like it's like, don't talk to me. Like, like, like when they're babies, they don't talk. And it just takes up so much less of like my mental space, you know? <laughs> I guess. I can't believe you have this like affinity for babies though. It's very impressive. I really. Yeah. But you know, the kids were very, they're very sweet and and good kids. And I have great memories with that family. And I've like gone on to nanny for other families that I feel like I'm such a part of now. But for some reason, I, I'm great with kids. Like if you were to see me with a kid, you'd be shocked that I don't like them. What? I, I like babies. I don't That's like kids. bizarre to me. I am afraid of babies. I don't think they're that e- even that cute. Like, I'm like, they're cute when they're like little, little humans, like kids. That, so do you think you'll ever, this is getting deep, but do you think you're ever going to have kids? This is my podcast, Christy. <laughs> I asked the questions. No, we covered this on the last episode, actually, where I said I don't want kids. And Jared has to just, you know. Deal. Take take it or leave it. I want lots of dogs in my life. I know that. I love that. And and you know what though? I do feel bad that I even asked that because I hate like that women are even like women are our age 22 are even asked that. Like I don't like that, but we're on the topic and it just got me thinking. You know, I knew it was a risk having you on and (laughs) I just, I was ready for all the hard hitting questions. So I'm totally fine with it. And I feel comfortable saying that because I always thought I'm never going to be successful if I have a kid. Same. Isn't that isn't that sad? And like here we are on the brink of our careers and we're like, what's happening in the world? <laughs> yes. Should we quit? Should we quit and have six children and like live on a farm? Probably. Honestly, yeah. I'm considering it. I'm considering everything. I Google like, what is it like? Like living in another country. You Google that? <laughs> oh, I've been Googling so much, like best country. To move to from America. Like, does your boyfriend know that you're doing this kind of research? Yes. He's on, he's into it. I mean, lately, it's just, I think everything, it's just enough to make you like fundamentally think, like, I can't see how things are going to get better. It's so depressing. At least you're saying it with a smile, you know? Like some people are saying it with just a glass of alcohol, I don't know, a knife. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what's the best country to live in now that you've done the research for all of us? Well, I think that honestly, the research all says that any other country is better. Wow. Because of the the health care. Every place is like... How do we not have he- like every other country? Um, and of, I'm exaggerating, like of course there are, you know. But I, I mean, I've just been researching what life is like other places, like like, <laughs> like in like the UK, or I was even googling like the comedy scene in Tokyo just for fun. Wow. Yeah. I could see you killing it on a Tokyo stage. I thank you. Honestly, thank you. I just feel like I'd be so happy to just go somewhere. And, and have you ever- Great thought- nail art. You know, your nails will look fly as fuck. They'll be like, is she doing comedy? I'm 
only focused on our hands. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Like the like, have you ever thought? I wonder if I go to another country, if like being an American, especially like you know me, like I'm so goofy and like my stupid voice like I wonder if I would be a lot more successful there but maybe that's something that is really a stupid thing to think about I gotta be honest one time I did a stand-up show they didn't tell me where the show was but I was so excited to be booked on a show and there were like good comedians on it and I showed up and it was in Harlem and it was at an international hostel and it was full and I get up there and I'm like ready to go with my set and I was like who here watches scandal and like like silence and I was like oh shit I have so much material on scandal this is when scandal was like hot and and then I was like oh my god okay throw that out and I was like Netflix and one person's like slow clap (laughs) then like I was like uh have you guys ever been to a wedding and they're like oh yeah and I was like wow it was hard it was really hard I don't think they were laughing at the jokes portion you know they were just laughing at me try to find trying to find anything they could relate to that sounds really hard and it was hard not be warned about that I think that shit is hard yeah they were enjoying the giant Jenga more than any jokes I was trying to say (laughs) that's so funny yeah, I told the booker after, I was like, you should really let people know where this is. Like, they were like, yeah, 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 here's the address. Like, I, I was like, like, great. I might even know what you're talking about. I might have to text you at some point and be like, is this the place you're talking about? Because I think I know what show you're thinking of. Probably. It was a long time ago, and I was new to stand-up, but. It's hysterical that how many times we've been in a situation where it's like, oh, my God, this show's going to be amazing. Whenever I think it's going to be good, it's bad. And whenever I think it's going to be whatever, it ends up being good. Yeah. Do you feel that way with auditions, too? Because I feel like the ones I do not give a shit about, did not prepare for, do not look my best, somehow they're like, call back or you get that. And I was like, what? Yes. And the ones you're like, this is for me. This is the job for me. This will change my life. It's like, you're just a fly on the fucking wall. Yes. And I hate that truth. I hate that people say like, oh, you can't care too much. I want to say, like, have you met me? I care about (laughs) everything. I care about the fucking wall. Like you can't, I I can't be asked not to care about this. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be here. But it is so true that when you, I don't know why that is. And, and, and when I-, I think it's with jobs and relationships and like everything. When you don't care, it comes to you. That is so true because when I did, we've talked about, because we were both in relationships. When I met my boyfriend, you know, I didn't have that pressure that a lot of women could have that it's like, okay, like I'm looking for the one, like this has to be it. Like I really was like whatever. And then it ended up being something great. So I know what you're yeah. talking about. I was like so slutty. And then I met Jared and I was like, I guess I'll <laughs> let these other men off. The hook. I was, it was the only time I was slutty. I'm so proud of that time. And then I was like, it's over. You met someone nice. I miss being slutty. I think about it. Like, I miss it. Like sometimes it's fun. Like you can be slutty with your boyfriend, but it's a different kind of slutty. Right. Cause you have to like wake up with them the next day and you're like, remember last <laughs> night, like brush your teeth. <laughs> dishes like it's just so like they've seen too much that being slutty is like especially now it's done now now they've seen way too much like we don't even leave I know and it's it's Jared still 
I don't know why I'm asking you so many questions. This is literally not my podcast. Okay. I love it. But I'm just, I think I'm just so excited to be talking to someone. I know. I too. I'll get us back on track, but you ask your question about Jared first, because he's a really important part of this podcast. I was going to ask you like, because cause this will, this will kind of be on topic too. Like, is he working right now? Like, no, okay. that's why he got to be on the pod last oh, week. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause I, cause yeah. Dave's working remotely and that's like a reminder constantly that I'm not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we're both not. So we're just like, I, like when I talk to people who do that remote work, I'm like, what's it like? Like in the day you're like at a computer, but you're home, but you like, you don't just like do whatever you want at any time of the day. <laughs> It's weird. But you're so active though. Like I oh, know thank it's you. like unemployed, unemployed. That's famously your brand. But it is, so, yeah. which is hysterical. But you're so active, like between this, HQ, like auditioning, like you're doing otherwise a lot. I'll cry. I'll cry a lot. Like if I'm busy enough to forget that I'm sad about things, <laughs> then I can function. I know. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I make myself to-do lists and one of them will be like wash the strawberries and I'm like <laughs> check <laughs> like I have to I mean either that or like write a feature film you know they're on the same list it's like laundry feature film that's so what are you are you working on a feature film uh, not yet but I've I've thought about it <laughs> I was so honest it's I have the title and <laughs> It's it's happening. You're being so vulnerable right now. <laughs> I was like, yes, not yet, but it's next up on the slate. <laughs> Is this fun for anyone but us right now? I'm dying right now. I'm laughing so hard. All right, we got to get back to your on your employment days. So you're basically a, a a third parent for how for years in New York City. You have multiple children and multiple families. Yes, a nanny. They pay well. Yes, and yes. it's under the table. Yes, all yes. Damn girl, I I did well. I did well, and then. It's funny because a lot of the – I feel like nannying is the new waiting tables for, like, struggling actresses or performers because, yeah, and Ellen's nodding too. It's just, like, a lot of these moms are stay-at-home moms. And I work have the flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. I did that too, but then it became – I would get so stressed out if I had something and then I had to find somebody to cover my shit. Right, and especially when you're doing more – like performing more at night and you can't work, it's like you're not making money then yeah. if you're not on the floor and <laughs> doing it. Yeah. You know something is that like I realized a couple years ago because I haven't had like – like it just – you – I always thought I would get to a place where I'd be like, okay, I have the money in my bank account, like – I can quit this day job and just be. But then like I realized that point, at least for me, like never came. Like it's a constant – like even if I'm not babysitting right now, never say never. I might end up babysitting in three weeks or it's yeah. like, it's like because our career is just so up and down, I feel like I'm never fully closing that door. Does yeah. that make sense? 
No, I, I completely agree. Whenever I'm having like a bad day or something too, and I say it to like my dad, I'm like, they like to, at least my parents like to remind you, but you chose this. Like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I chose what you're saying where there comes a point where you're like, I can just audition and do stand up and just live my life as a creative person. Yes. And then you're like, no, I can't. We're living in a pandemic. God knows when we can actually do that again. Yeah, I completely agree. And so much of it for me was like as we got more opportunities and had more experience, like the peeking behind the curtain where we just learned that a lot of these jobs and these gigs that are so sought after aren't enough to sustain you. I used to remember thinking, oh my God, if I could just be like a talking head on VH1, that's <laughs> all I want. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that job pays $200 and then that that's not enough. It's like you need no. eight of those jobs. It's, it's a combination of a little yeah. money here, a little money there and how much can we just make to get our rent? I know. And we, we also like, even though you know your worth, especially as a, as like a comedian, it's like you get that job on VH1, you're a talking head, you post it on Instagram. People are like, Oh my God, you're a TV celebrity now. <laughs> and you have to like, remember, like I made $200. I paid my agent and I paid tax. I made a hundred dollars after this right. or whatever it is. And we just have to swallow it because we do these things where we're like, well, this will look good for my career, right. even though this won't pay my rent. This yes. won't help me with health insurance. Yes. <laughs> this is just, it's it's stressful. It it really is. And it's so funny because I don't like I don't know if your family or friends from home like are similar, but there's always just this kind of like there are a lot of misconceptions, but it, it, there's a lot of like, oh well like, you know, why don't you just do this? Or like I'm right. sure for you they're like, oh why don't Anna, you should just be on SNL. Yeah, I love those. I mean, also, I hate when I have like old friends who are like have kids and live in other places and they're like, are you still trying to do that whole acting thing? Thing. I know. Uh, That's the worst. It's so insulting. And I have to constantly remind myself, you know what, though? I mean, it's funny that I'm about to say this because it's it's my life so extreme. I'm either like I'm a inspiration we're following our dreams we're doing the work like we're showing up or I'm like wow I'm a literal failure but like it's true though that like all these people that it's like that Brene Brown she has a book Daring Greatly and it has Mm -hmm. this great quote about how like we're the ones that show up in the arena like it's so easy to just like be a spectator and like watch and judge but we're the ones Mm -hmm. that are doing it yeah. It's like that person so that true. asked you that question is probably like, who the fuck knows what she wanted to do? It's like, yeah, sure. I'm sure she has like a stable job and husband and her kids, but then she probably looks at your Insta and fucking like lives vicariously through you. Like, yeah. wow, how exciting that Anna got to like go out and run an errands and got a sandwich today. <laughs> Thank you so Insta. much for liking my Instagram. <laughs> Oh man. But it, no, it's so true. It's so true. I just remember when I got the job at HQ and that was a big, that was big for big. me in my career. There was a lot of eyes on me every night. And I remember like a friend of mine was like, Oh, like, what are you, you got like a job. And I was like, I did. And then I'd be like, it's this app. It's pretty popular. It's called HQ. And like, then friends who are our age would be like, 
Oh, an app like, oh, I don't, that's so, I'm so old, you know? Oh my God. Apps are like, so for young people, like TikTok, uh, (laughs) HQ, what I wouldn't know. And they're like, let me know if you ever work on TV. Like it was just never good enough. That's (laughs) so insane. Yeah. I'd be like, play. And they're like, play what? How? It's a, what? (laughs) No. Exactly. And that's with HQ, which is literally like just the fact that like, that's one of the biggest apps there is. I auditioned for HQ and I found the, uh, I had a terrible audition. I thought it was so hard. When? Back a couple years, I think it was before you got the job, but they had some, I don't know, my agent sent me out and I found the audition really hard because you had to like be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Like you like you just like, you know, you read off of the they had a, I think they had a paper though. It, I remember getting tripped up on all the questions and the words and you you watch someone do it and you're like, "Oh, you know, wow, like you're just talking and cool, that doesn't look too hard, but it's really a lot of fucking shit that and, and you have to like look at the time and you're looking at the prompter and you have to like make it seem so conversational, but you're reading shit. I thought it was hard. So I really think, I really salute you. Thank you so much. you do an amazing job. You make it seem so effortless and it's not effortless. Thank you. It's like, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm a good multitasker. I like, I like the being live. I like not knowing if I'm going to fail or not. I don't know. I just like, I get, it gives me like, I think because I did the unemployed show though, I was able to do it. Like you're perfect for it. You're on my couch for like a year and I just like talk to no one and like that's basically what HQ is you you stand there and talk to no one um I want to get back to your career because obviously there came a point where you did say goodbye to nannying for for now yes right because you were doing you're very successful you have done I really think that of you I always thought like I was intimidated by you I was like oh my god everyone in in comedy told me you have to meet Christy you guys are like obsessed with wicked like you're both like weird <laughs> musical oh that's so sweet that's a really sweet theater people to, that's a really sweet thing to say I appreciate that and I'm glad you know I, I every yeah like I, so every so often I'll make a list of things that I've done and I'll feel good because like you know I know you get it it's like we're always thinking about the next thing and when things yeah. are so slow you just feel like it's it, it's tough because we want to so much is driven by ego and like staying relevant. Yeah. And I think right now in a weird way, and not that I'm happy about COVID at all, cause it's a disaster, but in a weird way, it'll be interesting when things start to resume. Cause it almost feels like everyone's kind of starting from this very level playing field. I know I've said it before. I was like, I actually feel like I needed a break from like, going to auditions and faking and being like, Oh my God, hey. like it's fun to see people. But then you're like, also we're all here competing for a job right now. And it's like, you go in and they're like, Oh, cool. Take a sip of water. And like, just say your name and where you're from. And thank you so much. That's, and you're like, well, what am I doing with my life? Like, yes. <sighs> yeah. this is just based on like my hair and my eyes. And what, I don't, I, <laughs> I was like, I needed a break. I could talk about this for days. It's really very soul sucking. And I think, what I, when I was able to kind of not do the babysitting was when I got some commercials and, yeah. and that, 
that was a blessing and still is a blessing because it, it was money and it paid well and it sustained me for a while. But sure. that being said, I mean, I can relate to that whole, it, it is challenging to go on these auditions after auditions and you stand there and it's so, it's so arbitrary and you're not doing anything that involves a craft. You're it's right. just being there and it's just, it's very soul sucking. So I was very happy to, to take a break from that. And we're taking a break where it's not like you have to feel bad about missing out on it. Like you're like, Oh, everyone's taking a break. Like yes. there's something. Yeah. It's weird. And I kind of had to sit back to, and I'm still doing this where I like, like it was interesting for me now that all this time has passed to think, what do I really miss? Like, do I really yeah. miss X, Y, and Z show? No. Do I really miss these people? Yes. But like, it it kind of makes it clearer what what, what I'm going to want to go back to. I think I'm going to want yeah. to be more selective about my time moving mm-hmm. forward. Because I think I was just kind of going through the motions. And so often we feel like we should be doing this. Oh, you should do this show. You should do that. But it's like, what do yeah. I want to? And who yeah. and fuck the shoulds? Like who, you know, it's like no one who's, I feel like people who are successful and kind of really owning what they do, they're not as convinced with the shoulds as I am, you know? I'm yeah. very much like, oh, I'm wishy-washy <laughs> sometimes. That's okay. You should be selective. It's, we got one shot at this, you know? Like, don't know. just do it to do it. Um. So you were, okay, so you nannied, you yeah. were like, what, what, what happened? Were you unemployed at all? And you were like, I'm just taking a leap of faith or. I, that's a really, I'm surprised. Or I did didn't... you book something and you were like. I think I booked a sh- uh, this, this roast battle for Comedy Central. Back when I remember it was this. like a big, it really had its moment and it was a big and we filmed it in Montreal. It was very cool. So that was like my first. Jeff Ross's roast battle. Yes. Yeah. Were you at JFL that year? Were you in? I was there, but only for the show. I went back the next year for New Faces. New Faces. Okay. What year were you New Faces? 2017. Okay. So in 2000- I went there a long time ago. Did I was you? in 20, yeah, 2015, but I pitched my pilot. Oh my like God. we did the we did like the pitching thing, but I saw all the roast battles. That is so fucking cool. That's it was amazing. fun. I it really, was fun. I, yeah, I really enjoyed the festival and I enjoyed the show. So that was kind of like, but it was interesting, Anna, because I did that show, but at the time I was only doing like open mics, and I was very much. I mean, the only other New York comics that got the show were like. Mark Norman, Sam Morell, and Mike Lawrence. And Christy Cello. And I was like, I don't know. I couldn't hold a flame to those guys when it came to No, you could. At the time, I felt very uh, intimidated, but. You're just so likable, though, that, like, they were like, let's see if this girl can roast someone. (laughs) Like, I think that's, like, that's part of the thrill is, like, you're a charming, sweet, blonde, you know, and then you're going to get up there and you're going to tear someone apart. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I really did enjoy it. Like, I miss it. Sometimes. It was fun. And that was kind of my first thing. And then after that, I did start getting more opportunities. That's when I got a manager and an agent and it started to kind of go from there. And I was able to, honestly, I still babysat. I just wasn't like nannying, but I would, I would still 
You demoted yourself to a babysitter. And I'd be like, I need, you know, this money. Like I had some money, but I still needed more. So I was just kind of like, you know, doing it here and there. And I, and I continue to do that still. There was like a couple years where I did no babysitting and I was just like living the life. Mm -hmm. And then a year ago, I went back to it where I babysat three days a week. And I was, but now I'm, I teach, which has been a blessing during this thing. I teach stand up. That's so cool. Which is for those listening who want to take a yes. remote stand up class. I mean, take it. I bet you, I bet it's so much fun because this is so much fun. And if you're like, oh, and I'm also teaching you, like my money is well spent, honestly. Thank you. I love doing it. That's so great. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I taught at like colleges, which is nuts. I taught, I was a faculty member at Sarah Lawrence last year. That's impressive for someone who quit college after 20 minutes. <laughs> Do they know that? No. No, but for real, you'll have to tell me and I'll put it in like the thing in the description, like where mm-hmm. you are teaching, you know, we'll plug your stuff where you're teaching I or you can say no. Because I have a t- class coming up. Uh, August 12th it starts and it's at the pit it's for women only. oh nice this ah. class is just for female identifying persons just this class but there'll be more classes open to everyone that's cool yeah I'm excited I love that. that and I also teach private sessions so um that's yeah, cool lots of opportunities and I and I enjoy it and it's been very successful that's great that's really great. I am impressed yeah. by people who are teaching right now over, cause it's like, this is hard. Like you were saying HQ is hard, but like, this is hard for me yeah. to like communicate through the screen all day like this, yeah. but it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. And you know, we'll see what happens with, you know, in terms of our, we talked a little bit about this before we were recording, but like th- what comedy is going to look like up until there is a vaccine and even probably shortly after it's like, yeah, we kind of have to adjust like, okay, am I going to do stand up in the fucking field or like what, what is cut to six months from now, Christy and I are like Anna and Christy's show in the field. You got to come to Bryant park tomorrow night, bring two friends. We're serving Aperol <laughs> spritzes. It's a fucking hoot. Like honestly it could happen. It's so we shouldn't write it field. off. In the field. In the field. Anna and Christy. I actually love that. Oh, I kind of love some, it too. Can your fans please do some fan art for In the Fields oh. with Anna and Christy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> if, if we get fan art for it, we have to do the show. Oh, I will do the show. If somebody, I'm telling you, if somebody does if fan no one, art, I will do the show. And if no one comes, at least our boyfriends will be sitting in the front row <laughs> laughing really hard because we made them go. I wanted to ask you one more question. So like, where were you work-wise right before all of this happened? Because um, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are newly unemployed. And I just want to know, were you, were you working or was like, were you just kind of doing what we do and auditioning and then like, now we're not? I was doing what we do, but also teaching a class. I, I taught a class. That, in person. In person class. Um, yeah, but so I, so I wasn't, but I was in a place where I was planning. Oh, this is actually, I, weren't you on tour? Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know okay. how this is a major talking point that I almost missed. I, Nicole Byer has been hugely amazing and, and I've opened for her for I a, love a while. I love her so now. much. I love her too. And she, 
I was able to see the whole country opening for her all over and we had to stop it short. So I had all these gigs lined up and all this money lined up, AKA my rent lined up that, Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to do. So that was, it was the timing of it. I mean, I'm, it's a bummer. I'm, yeah, I'm lucky because I'm healthy and everything's good, but I was definitely bummed to miss out on that. So that is what I was doing. And, yeah. Uh, and we had to cancel. I was supposed to go to like Vermont. I was supposed to go to somewhere in Texas. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And I love that you were doing that with her. She won't remember me. Maybe she will. <laughs> but like at the UCB training center, she used to work at the UCB training center. Do you remember when she worked there? No, and but I, I, no. She was at the front desk and I had like I was always friends with Keisha and Sashir and like so like I knew their group doppelganger and I was a huge fan and like at the training center I don't know I was there for hours one day and she was like I love your shoes and I was like oh my god like and I and then we started talking about like my cheap shoes and I was like I got such a deal on these shoes and I was like oh we're friends now but like and then she soon got she got famous and I was like oh she won't remember me but I'm sure she will honestly she's like very very chill down to earth like that sometimes I'm just like like I get surprised when I hang out with her and people will like be like oh my god because I like forget she doesn't act like a famous person yeah, maybe she'll do the pod. Maybe I can get her on the podcast because yes. I bet she'd be fun to talk to. Oh my to. god we have to make that happen that'd be so cool cool that would be cool so all right so you were basically a professional comedian at this point and then COVID hit you are I mean teaching comedy and like doing yeah. stand-up around the country that's fucking cool as hell I'm sorry Thank we don't you. have a country we should live in any maybe you can be <laughs> maybe know. you guys can take that tour on you know over to Australia or yeah I'm open to it the UK her to the ends of the earth wherever she's going <laughs> next I will go you're so inspiring. You always have a smile on your face. Even if you're like, I hate what's going on in the world. Like you, you really do. I think find the good in like what's happening and the good in people. And like, that's why you will succeed because you, you don't just like fall into a slump. Thank you. I don't take that for granted. That's so nice. It's so true. It's you're the best. And I'm so glad. I feel like we've gotten closer. I know. I feel like. Like between your show and this, like, I feel like I need a weekly like Christy date, I which we probably that. should do. I can't wait to, we still want to go on a double. We need to like hang out. I'm yeah. telling you when things, we got to make that happen. You know, I would yeah. love that. I adore you. I adore you. And maybe you guys can, if you want, you can come to our roof one night. Cause oh. we've had a friend, we've had a friend or two on the roof to grill and like, you know, we would love that. We literally love that all right guys that was it that's another episode of unemployed in the can christy where can everyone find you at christy cello on instagram christycello.com yeah follow me online yeah you're so funny you post a lot of photos of of nails and little baby dolls (laughs) um (laughs) you really do have a brand on online and it doesn't really you know it's psychopath is my brand pretty different from you yeah Yeah. although you know it also makes sense um also guys don't forget this is still a very new podcast we have a patreon so if you want to support us you can sign up for the patreon there or you can follow me at anna roisman or at unemployed podcast without any vowels 
titles in podcasts because it's sexy like that. Um, and yeah, if you don't have a job and you want to be on it and you want me to call you with my guest and give you advice, once we figure that out, I would be happy to do so. So look out for those tweets because I usually do them the day of. Um, that's all I got. I hope you all have tons of money and aren't as unemployed <laughs> as other people. And if not, you're not alone. I love you. Bye. So I always do this on the podcast. I like to crowdsource on Twitter for a complete stranger who's unemployed and we are going to give them advice. Okay. So here's the deal. Christy and I were so excited to do this phone call together and like she is such a beautiful spirit and I was really happy to have her on, but there were technical difficulties because I still don't know how to do a call while having guests on. So I am going to call Jess because I want to have Jess on the podcast and I like want to hear her story and give her some advice if I can. Um, so I am going to call Jess right now. Hello. Hi Jess. It's Anna. Hey, let me put my uh, headphones back in. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I was really intrigued by your story when you said that you've been on paid leave since May. And I told you I was fascinated that you worked until May. Like, what was the world like then? And then you said you're going back in August, but you might be furloughed in September. So many, such a journey, Jess. It is, yeah. So I was working um, up through about the end of April. Okay. And then I started a three month unpaid leave. So May, June, July, I've been out not working on unemployment and I'm supposed to start back in August. Uh, I'm going to get my schedule on Sunday and see what my schedule looks like for the whole month. Oh and then God. I'm not really sure if I'm going to have a job after September 30th, because right now the airlines aren't allowed to furlough anyone until after that point in time, because they accepted the federal money and all that stuff. Oh my God. So um, there's I'm a pretty- date. So everyone who works for the airlines are just kind of like waiting for this to, to see what happens in September. Uh, yeah, kind of my, my airline offered early retirement and voluntary separation packages to try and avoid furloughs, but wow. I'm not going to know if I have a job or not until at least mid August, I think, oh. as far as I can tell. I'm, str- I'm feeling the stress for you. And that's, that's all. I'm also Jewish. So, you know, that, ha- that happens sometimes I feel for everyone, <laughs> everyone around me. Oh my God. But you sound so calm and you're, you know, I feel like you're, are you handling this well? Are you taking care of yourself? I think I am. I also, you know, I'm not going to lie. I have some wine next to me that helps, but <laughs> also, also helps. Yeah. I'm going to get wine right after this. Cause this tech nonsense was really stressful. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been trying to take care of myself. Um, the way I see it, there's no sense worrying in it until I get to that point, because even if I am worrying about it, like I can't really do anything until I have the information either way. So I'm trying to just be Zen about it and like, keep it, keep it calm. I was also about to buy a house right when this all started. Oh my so God. I'm just, I'm just glad I didn't actually buy anything without knowing if I have a job or not. <laughs> yeah. Very smart. Where, where do you live? Where are you based out of? Um, so I live in Orlando, but I'm actually based in New York. So I spend quite a bit of time up in New York when I'm working. Oh, wow. Nice. And in, you're in Orlando right now. Yes, I am. How is, how is Florida right now? I, I mean, I see the news, but like, I don't really have friends in Florida who I'm like chatting with about what it's really like living there. 
Right. Yeah. Florida's kind of a hot mess. Um, I think they opened everything way too quickly. I've been trying to stay home as much as possible. That's been good. going out here and there to grab groceries. And then I have like one friend that I've been seeing during quarantine. But other than that, I have not been going out and doing much. I know the theme parks opened up already and I I just don't feel like that's a good idea. No. Oh my God. And that commercial was so eerie. The Disney World commercial where they're like, wear a mask, use hand sanitizer, but sit on a roller coaster with 15,000 other strangers. I was like, oh my yeah. God, no. <gasps> oh God. Well, I'm glad you're, you're being safe. It sounds honestly like this is what we've been doing in New York. It was so bad here that like the only times we would leave were to get groceries. I mean, I didn't see friends right. for a long time. Now that it's nicer out and the weather's warmer, we're able to like go to a park or, you know, a roof or whatever. But other than that, it's, it's been scary. And like, aside from that, like the stress of not knowing about your employment status and job status is just at least we're, I feel like at least we're all in this together. Like we've all kind of been put right on the same level where it's like, Oh, you have a job. Like, Whoa, that's impressive. Or you don't have a job. Wow. Me too. Like it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Well, I feel like a hard thing for me too is I never considered myself the kind of person who would need unemployment assistance. Like I always just thought, Oh, that's, that's not me. That's not the kind of person I am, but it really no, no judgment. You can't help your circumstances and you can't help a pandemic. And, you know, I've been paying into the system. So absolutely. I've, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm getting money back from it, but it's been very hard for me just mentally to kind of wrap my head around the idea like, oh yeah, no, you are poor. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I've been on unemployment. Oh my God. It is totally fine. It sucks. It's like this stuff is out of our control. It's not like you were, you know, right. laid off because you did something, you know, I guess you would be fired, right. but you know what I mean? This is, this is a global <laughs> yeah. thing. This isn't a, you got it. Yeah, no, I love unemployment. I was on it before the pandemic multiple times and I didn't feel bad. I felt like, well, here's where I'm at right now and something better will come along. But, oh, my God. it's Yeah, well, I will say this. I'm so glad I was based in New York because I'm getting that New York unemployment and not the Florida unemployment. And Hell New York's yeah. a little bit more generous. <laughs> Hell yeah. Although $600 ends on Friday. I got that text today and I it was does. like, you've got to be getting Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they texting it to us? Life is already stressful. You don't I need to text us. Yeah, well, they texted it and I got an email and I was like, okay, look, you don't need to call me too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like an X, like knocking on your door being like, hey, uh, by the way, I'm taking the kids. I'm taking the dog. It's like, stop. We're and you owe me child support. <laughs> right? We've known this. We've known this information. You don't need to rub it in the face anymore. Um, yes. Oh my God. Have you listened to this podcast before? I have not actually listened to a whole episode, but one of the things okay, I've bye. been doing. No. <laughs> what if I hung up? <laughs> well, one of the things I've been doing with my time is listening to a lot of podcasts, so I'm definitely going to have to start adding you to my rotation. Oh, thank you. Well, what I like to do is I I did have a you know a big job, a cushy job for many years, and then I I did this show called The Unemployed Show, and we did 50 episodes, and then it became a podcast, and I just really wanted to turn it into something where it was like we can all talk about like what it's like to be unemployed and like how you're feeling. And you know what, like, just so you're not alone, you don't feel like, I love how you said you were like, I don't want to be the type of person on unemployment. Oh my God, Jess, everyone I've had on this podcast has been on unemployment and it's like the best thing we've ever had happen to us. Yeah, no, I actually, I feel like I'm making more money with the federal assistance than I would be if I was just flying with how 
little hours I have right now. Right. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you have friends who are working right now? Like who are still working? For yeah, I do. I actually I have a couple of friends who have been working the whole time and they've even been working like the international trips over to like Europe and stuff. And I'm just, they can't do anything. They have to stay in their hotel the whole time, which I understand. I completely understand. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I was going to say we're allowed to, know, are working. they allowed to fly there? Aren't we not, aren't we banned from Europe right now? Or I guess some uh, we're fly. banned from most places. I think I, ha- I had a friend who worked a flight to Paris not too long ago. Wow. And he went to, I think, um, he went somewhere in Africa. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like I need to get on one of those flights. Like we need to like just sneak on and then just like stay there and never come back to the United States. I'm like, literally like, how can yeah. we, my boyfriend, and I, Paris was on the list. I was like, where should we escape to? Like, what if we just paddle boarded over there or something? I don't know. I need to get out. <laughs> I almost feel like an airplane is probably one of the best places to be because they're doing so much cleaning and disinfecting that they never did before, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I'm so happy that all these businesses and stuff are emphasizing how clean they are, but why weren't you guys just clean the whole time? Right. I know. <laughs> I love, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I am never going anywhere without hand sanitizer or a mask again, ever. Yeah. Like masks are now fashion and that's totally like my speed. So I'm, t- I'm fine with it. I'm like, I can't believe we were like, in groups at concerts and everything like you know touching people and like not wearing masks it's scary now yeah it is scary (laughs) yeah well it sounds like you have honestly you have great energy I really I feel like you're gonna be fine and even if you know god forbid something happens in September like you seem very positive and zen and you know you have a good outlook you know you're not alone and it's not you at all so hopefully hopefully you'll get the job that you want. Yeah, I hope so. Right? Because I've only been with the company for like two years and they're if they do layoffs, it's gonna be based on who was hired the most recently. Um so I don't feel too safe in that regard, but I I mean, you know, I went to college, I have work experience, I've worked at theme parks, I've worked for an airline. I feel like somebody will hire me. Of course they will. (laughs) There's other airlines too. I feel like I always think I like to believe, you know, whatever happens was meant to be. And like, maybe it, maybe it is time for a change. Maybe something better is around the corner because you're doing good work. You worked up through May and that is like, I can't even imagine like when the whole country was like, lock your doors and you were still working. Like, that's amazing. And like, thank you for for doing that. (laughs) I mean, people have to get places. You can't just, you can't just quit the entire airline overnight yeah people get stranded places but real quick was it like kind of fun to be on like an empty airplane were they empty at all like were you like oh my god we could have a dance party (laughs) i think i had one flight that had seven people on it on the entire plane including first class like oh my god (laughs) so empty that must have been fun right so much free time (laughs) i mean look we're not allowed to watch movies during a flight but i will say that there happened to be some movies playing in my vicinity that I, I enjoyed. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to, you're not going to lose your job because of me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah, thank you. I mean, they're just so empty and everyone wanted to be left alone anyway. They didn't yeah. want to talk to you because they were afraid of catching anything, which I totally understand. So I think this is actually the easiest that my job has been in yeah. terms of actual 
serving of people. I bet. <laughs> and, you know, if there's like an emergency or something, there's way fewer people I got to take care of, which yeah. is great. Um, but I am excited to go back to work in August just because I feel like I've been, I just feel like I've been a slug on my bed watching Netflix and doing nothing that's okay though you know in a way we're all like getting a big reset you know it's it's an unfortunate unfortunate circumstances but I feel like we kind of it's nice to have a little bit of time to breathe and then you're going to go back and life will feel a little bit better but you know more sanitary and it's going to be good it's going to you're going to feel like oh I never left like if you like what you do I feel like it's just going to feel like you took a long break yeah, I have a little bit of that anxiety about, oh, am I going to have forgotten how to, I don't know, like pour a Coke, but I, I think I got that down. <laughs> if you can pour a wine, Jess, you can pour a Coke, okay? <laughs> very true, very true. We don't even have that on the plane right now, so I think I'm good. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. This was inspiring. And like, I love talking to people about this. And if you ever need any advice or anything, obviously, we've already DM'd, but you have to keep me posted in August how it is because now I'm invested in your career. So I yeah, hope absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. This was so great. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a good night. Anna. You too, Jess. Bye. Bye. All right. That was it. That was so great. And if you ever want to be one of my guests on where we talk to you about your employment situation, it's I'll, I'll be posting about it or you can always send me my DMS are opened and sometimes I check them so you can find it there. Um, Real quick, I just want to shout out to all of our patrons who help me keep this thing going, help me, you know, continue to be, uh, uh, the unemployed queen that you guys all know and love. I really want to give a shout out to Chris and Jordan and Oscar, Ken Blue Jay, who I think is also Joe Vic, Scott and Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for investing in unemployed with Anna Royceman. You have no, you're literally the only people paying us to do this. So I appreciate you and it means a lot. And if you guys don't know, I'm putting the videos up early on Patreon of these so you can see how how stressed out I look, um, which is really cute. It, it's actually, it's, it's so fun. So I would definitely uh, sign up for the Patreon just to watch that, right? That's pretty cool. And listen to the other episodes. Don't forget to rate, review, tell